guys, welcome to episode 103 of Epic Briefs Podcast. In this episode, we're talking to artist Chris Ballard, um, who actually worked on some comic book art back in the day, which is pretty sweet. Um, Claudius, you're not going to say anything? <laughs> I hate comics. That is such a lie. <laughs> I just don't find the medium compelling at all, you know? We just spent a whole freaking day in the comic book store. Yeah, just because I thought they were going to show us movies. You seem pretty compelled to me. I thought they were going to show us movies. I don't care for yeah, comics. What about that bag of free comics you got? There's no bags. Oh, there's a bag. I just took it because I was going to use the comics to, for firewood this winter. Firewood? Yep. Comics for firewood? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway... Uh, <laughs> I found the topic pretty fascinating. We talked about art, different mediums, some airbrush technique. Yeah, that was really cool. It was really cool. For comics. Yeah, for comics. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of interesting things from Chris and, and different projects he's worked on, different types of things he's gotten to do over the years. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got to talk about Battlegrounds for a second. They're an awesome sponsor of ours cool comic book store <laughs> even though uh you know claudius hates comics. those well games you know and games comics. and comics i just want to throw out the whole comic book thing uh, comics <laughs> can't even say the word without yucking up <laughs> but they're located in dalton <laughs> all right i'll stop being stupid i'm sorry uh, yeah, they're located in dalton georgia off of airport road 2708 airport road dalton georgia uh, go check them out. We had a really cool free comic book day with them last Saturday, which was May 5th. And it was Cinco de Mayo. And, and yeah. we didn't drink at all. I know. We're horrible on Cinco de Mayo. Dang it. We wouldn't even have, like, anything related to Cinco de Mayo. Mm -mm. Nothing. Man. Anyway, we need to get our lives together. Um. Redo. But yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, we should do, like, this Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Mike and Jason and Terry and everybody else at Battlegrounds. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. Uh, mention Epic Breeze Podcast for 15% off of your total. Yep. It's a pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty awesome deal. But, um... And they do have some really cool stuff. Yeah, really cool stuff. But, yeah. Take a trip. It's not that far if you're in, like, you know, in the neighborhood. If you're in Georgia or Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Jamie got a pretty sweet TV on a tangent here at Walmart. I did. <laughs> TV from Walmart. Maybe Walmart could be our sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm um, But yeah, anyway, I guess you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, thanks, Chris, for being on our podcast. It's cool talking to you. Yeah. And thanks for the calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't get a calendar. I did not get a calendar. I'll bring you the calendar. What the heck? You made a cool superhero calendar. I guess he didn't like me. Don't like it. Alright. <laughs> Enjoy the episode. Enjoy, guys. Ballard, who is a comic book historian, artist, graphic artist. Uh, anything else I'm missing that I should be telling people about? Well, um, 
it's probably important that we sort of set up the scene here. Yeah. Um, here we are. I'm in shackles. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they have me handcuffed. Yeah, and, this is important to us. So we have uh, to I'm on a waterboard, and I'm they're, they're torturing me to yeah. bring up the past. And that was my I'm, idea. I'm not sure I really want to go through with this. <laughs> I might have to, you know. Yeah, we have you for I the need next, help. We have you for the next 40 <laughs> minutes. <though. laughs> no, thanks for being on our podcast. This is really cool. It is. We really never cool. had someone who has been in the comic book industry as, really? as heavy as you have. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And it's kind of cool you have a retrospective kind of look at it. Cause I, I have think, a few names I can throw at you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important. Especially now with, like, I think a lot of the old school things are popular again. Mm -hmm. So people are like. Dressing like the 80s. And yeah. Well, everything comes back eventually. Yeah, they think they're 90s kids, you know. Yeah. So I think this is a really cool talk yeah. about stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I guess to start off, like, tell us a little about yourself. Background, where you're from, school, where'd you go to school? Okay. You know, um, like, what made you choose the path that you did when you were... Yeah, very briefly. I mean, I was um, always creative and artistic growing up. Cool. Uh, it just seemed to be a natural fit. But to... Um, to tie it into comics specifically, it was just sort of my creative outlet. Once I began to find that, you know, direction, that path, I just gravitated towards, hey, I'm going to write my own comics, nice. write my own stories. And I had an entire line, you know, of, of all different types of stories. I had, you know, obviously I was influenced from a variety of things, everything from Lord of the Rings to Star Wars, so I would develop, you know, stories basically surrounding or encompassing a lot of the elements that I was seeing in life, and just that would pour out, you know, onto yeah. the canvas or onto the, you know, uh, type typesetting paper that I would draw on. So um, I'd have my mom, you know, go make Xerox copies so that <laughs> I could, you know, she would bring those back home and I could color them. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like coloring is not a thing anymore for, like, younger people. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, coloring books aren't all the rage anymore, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was passionate about, you know, um, I, I really, the writing, you know, I, I went through all the process, you know, um, from writing to sitting down and page layout, drawing, inking over the top of the pencils, and then... I'd get the Xerox copies, and then finally, mm -hmm. that was it. You know, that was right. the end. That was the end. Sort of like the end process. Once I had a book colored, it was finished. Yeah. I was done, so I could move on to the next one. Nice. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing you were like a pretty creative child. I had to be. I was. <laughs> I was sort of forced to be creative because uh, I lived miles and miles away from any classmates that I went to school with. Um, I lived in West Knoxville. The school that I went to, my father was a teacher, mm -hmm. so he would basically drive me to school, which was like about 20 miles away or whatever. Oh, wow. So I didn't grow up around the kids in, you know, in the neighborhood. They mm -hmm. didn't go to the same school system, so I didn't know a lot right. of things. You know, I didn't know them. So you spent your time drawing and being creative. Exactly, yeah. Which worked to your advantage. In very many ways, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just comics. It was other things as well. But, yeah, I was always creative growing up because I had to find a way to get to escape my boredom. Yeah, of mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you ever have to walk uphill both ways to school in the snow? I did, right? you know. And, yeah. and another thing, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. um, <laughs> back then um, – 
there weren't really comic shops. There weren't comic okay. book stores. Right, right. Uh, the only place you could get comics was down at the drugstore okay. or a convenience store or whatever. And they used to be on these, um, you know, wired wheel yeah. rounded. You, you know what I'm talking the, about? The stands. Yeah, the like stands. circular yeah. stands. Yeah. I, I do remember those. And too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have to walk all the way. It was like probably like a couple of miles or whatever. I'd have to walk all the way through different, you know, areas of wooded areas and things of that nature to oh, get really? to the to get to the convenience store. <laughs> nice. So uh, Ogles Market was you know the name of the one shout out and to ogles if you're still around yeah shout out it's 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 actually changed now it's, oh, really? it's got a different uh name but okay. uh Good. yeah i would have to walk fortunately it was downhill <laughs> but i i would have to walk back uphill oh, but yeah. i would take that two mile journey just to see what's out there what was, was there what was new yeah. what was released or whatever yeah. and i was always you know spider-man was my you know, Spider-Man. character. He's, and, my, he's like my favorite. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're like OG Spider-Man fan, not like oh, yeah. school Spidey fan. Yeah, I feel like people jump on the bandwagon a lot now because nerd, being a nerd is like cool. It's like very pop culture. You thing. know, I, I, I identified with the character. That was the thing. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, at the time, um, Marvel Comics was doing a lot of publishing about you know hey it's no it's you know it's although they're superheroes they have the same problems we all have right you know Mm -hmm. and and i totally like was sucked into that and bought into it and i'm like yeah i'm peter parker yeah you know that's me that's totally me yeah yeah yeah. i I think that's why spider-man is so important to a lot of people just because of that reason just a normal kid that kind of had an accident and then yeah. his life totally changes, you know. Exactly. And when he's Spider-Man, he's a totally different person. Like, yeah. Confidence comes out. The quotes oh, yeah. are like firing. Like, and that right, was yeah. that was totally me at the time. You know, I'd get my moments of you know ego and 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 you know suddenly I was a superhero. And then the next thing you knew, where's all these problems coming from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what like what was your like spider bite that gave you confidence? Uh, art. You know, I guess it was. You yeah. know, just being creative. Just you know. Yeah. Having that going for me, it was like my sixth sense or my spider sense. Like when you finish one of your comic books, you're like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always great to you know finally wrap something up and you know um, move on to the next. Like as a kid, I know now we have like social media, and we can post stuff that we do and show off. Like, what did you do to show your work off back then as a kid? Did you just show it to your parents, or you had like a whole fridge thing going on, or? We're gonna put it on a fridge. Cause it's no, you know, <laughs> n- no, my, you know, my, the, the fridge was never a testimonial of my, okay. you know, <laughs> talents or whatever. Um, but I did gain a lot of respect, and I think that's yeah. you know through, through like you know, especially like junior high and into like high school, that was primarily you know how I sort of bought myself into you know, gaining respect from, from the other kids, right. you know, it was, yeah. uh, I had a creative side and, and they all had a genuine appreciation for, you know, the fact that I could create stuff and, right. and, and go yeah. down that road and, and do what I did. So, um, so yeah, that, that it, it definitely helped in there and it, and it also got me through a, a, a few classes as well oh, because, yeah. okay. cool. um, I could utilize, you know my creative talents uh, in, in 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 various ways, mm-hmm. and definitely 
it got me through like 10th grade economics because we oh, had right. an extracurricular yeah. or extra project that we could do, right, and that's right. the only thing that got me through that class. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Did you ever work on like school? Like, you know how school has like a newspaper stuff like that? Did you ever have a chance to work on stuff like that in school? Um, I did. I did a few illustrations for our um, yearbook. Okay, sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yearbook club is all like the thing. Like, you work on a yearbook this book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also got to paint a mural oh, kind of thing for like one of the dances we had, oh, that's um, awesome. as I rec- recollect. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's embarrassing to look at now, but. But. Probably somewhere. I'm, I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. Oh, but, nice. uh, that's awesome. They like, did your artistic skills like get the girls' attention? It's like, oh my Chris, you're such a sensitive artist. <laughs> no, not really. I was, you know, to be honest with you, like, um, Can you draw me a the the chicks were more interested in me as a as an athlete than than okay. they were as you know the you know as an artist or a creative type person. You know, what, I was pretty good at baseball. Okay. You know, I was a pitcher, and you know, eleven and one my senior year, y'all. What's oh, really? up? Oh, <laughs> Well, we had a great team. I had a lot of people. That's awesome. I had a, you know, we had a, <clears throat> you know, we scored a lot of runs. Okay. So. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's my phone. Did you use, like, um, did you use your creative side to build up the confidence to be, like, to try it for the baseball team? Because I was never, like, an athletic person because I'm always, like, pretty self-conscious about, like, messing up <laughs> and things like that. Or did you, were you, like, always? No, not really. Baseball? I was sort okay. of brought up through the whole sports regime. Okay, um, that's cool. My father was a basketball coach. Oh, cool. You know, okay. growing up. So yeah. I was kind of, you know, that was just sort of the route that, you know, was I had taken yeah. in terms of, you know, hey, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's basketball time, it's basketball season. So I was literally at school um, from dusk till dawn, you know, it was, oh, wow. it was, it was, okay. my dad liked to get there early to do his planning. <laughs> and so we were there at like, you know, six o'clock in the freaking morning. Wow. And then, <laughs> you know, like he literally like went in and opened up, you know, he had the key to the, to the school yeah. and opened yeah. up, you know, opened up everything. And I would sit around for an hour or so before any other kids would come in. And then, you know, later on at night, it's like basketball practice, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're waiting around. And on game nights, it's even longer because, you know, the game ends. And then, you know, you got to wait till all everybody goes home. And, and yeah. you know, so I'm there Jeez. all freaking day. Like, you know, I'm, I'm at school, like, pretty much all the time. That's crazy. Do you, like, take your drawing stuff with you and, like, find a corner and – draw while you're waiting around or? you know it, you know it, it, I wasn't that passionate about it I mean I you know, I, I probably did mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff back in but uh, for the most part you know I was busy I was active I was doing other things as well so cool Sweet. so like fast forward to like college years what did you know you want to be creative in college or you chose another route and art was like a side thing that you kind of kept um, no I, I had a pretty good idea okay. And I'll tell you a story. This is this is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, going, we're we're transitioning, you know, from high school to college, and I remember being called into, you know, the counselor's office. Benny Goodman, or I'm sorry, Benny Benny Hodges was his name, and you know, he sat down with me, and you know, this was like you know, sort of like a an appointment for each and every student, 
and to sit down and sort of figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like your junior year, I guess, going into your senior year. And, you know, it, it, was, it was noted that, you know, I had creative and, and, and artistic talent, and he knew somebody, okay. you know, at the, um, at the newspaper who, you know, drew editorial cartoons and oh, things geez. of that nature. Okay. So, so he said, yeah, I'm going to go talk to my, my good buddy, Charlie Daniel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to set you up an appointment with him. So, so here I am, and I put together you know, a big portfolio of my work yeah. and, uh, you know, stuff that I'm really, really proud of. Right, right. And so I make the trip, I make the journey to the Knoxville News Sentinel and go in to meet with, you know, this artist who's, yeah. you know, going to help me out on my career. Right. And I walk in and basically Charlie's, he, he's, he's a busy guy, you know, right. so yeah. he pawns me off you know, to the rest of the department and says, you know, <laughs> you guys take care of him, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I go in and I have my portfolio. I'm ready to show it at any moment. And nobody's really, you know, looking. And, and they're all giving me, like, twisted stories, basically telling me, yeah, you don't want to go into art. Right. You, you want to you find another career path. It doesn't pay anything. You're 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 just better off, like you know, be, be a doctor or, or be a lawyer or, or or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and and I was like, I was so distraught. I was and 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 yet so rebellious. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to show you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to make it happen for myself. Like that's I'm not going to listen to your criticism. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, you I don't feel- even know me, and you didn't even look at my portfolio. Right. You like- didn't even judge me by my work. You know, I feel like people do that to see like if you'll fight. Yeah. Like, are you just gonna like? Do you really want to be an artist? Oh, like, let's so see you're, if you you're, fight you're for saying it. it was all reverse psychology like in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people in that field oh, always gosh. do that. They're like, no, like if you're not passionate enough, like you're not gonna make <sighs> it. I'm so naive. But like, really, they're like, are you gonna fight for it? Like, will you actually put in the work? Because if you want to do it, like, you're not gonna listen to me. Good point. You know, uh, I never thought of it from that <laughs> angle, but yeah, uh, you know could be yeah i don't know like i just feel like that's how people do it they're like no you should just go do this because you're not going to be passionate enough and let's see what they do Plus, like some artists are just like dicks man they just want (laughs) to have the industry for themselves and don't like to let new people in you know that too (laughs) but uh in order for anything to grow you have to let the lesson that i did learn um from that that traumatic experience oh you can um, curse by the way just so you know uh the lesson that i did learn was that you know I, I am never going to be that that person. I am going to encourage others to follow their, you know, the path or direction that they yeah. want to do, no matter what it may be, you know. It doesn't right. have to be art. It can be anything. But, uh, um, yeah, follow your passion, follow your goals, you know, and, and it's going to be a struggle, you know. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're right. going to have to push yourself, you know, probably harder than, you really originally intended. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like when things become work, it's the fun is there, but not as much as you think it would be. You know yeah. What I mean? so, and it's a hustle. going from high school to college was a major transition. Like Imagine. you know, yeah. obviously you're moving. Uh, you know, in my case, I moved away from home. I went to 
you know, a college um, about 100 miles away outside of, you know, where I grew up. Okay. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. It was East Tennessee State University. Uh, go Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> but um, it was a difficult transition in that, you know, hey, nobody had ever told me anything critical right. in terms of being creative or, yeah. or artistic or whatever. And suddenly mm-hmm. I'm in drawing class mm-hmm. and, you know, the – you know, the instructor's coming by and, like, he's taking a huge erasure and, like, you know, scratching out, you know, everything that I'm working on yeah. and, 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 like, you know, showing me, you know, this is how it's done and whatever. And I'm like, that was, for me, that was like, oh, my God, you just, <laughs> you just ruined my thing. I just yeah. took hours to make. That was, like, my masterpiece yeah. and you just totally, like, erased it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did they do that? Like, they do that, though, still? Oh, or they, I, yeah. they're that hard? It I probably thought, depends yeah. on the, the, the instructor. instructor, but, like, you definitely get criticism. But that's, oh, yeah. that's just kind of harsh, like, erase your stuff. Like, can you just, like, we might want to do this. Huh? I guess they're not that they're nice. like, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. But the but the adjustment for me was, you know, nobody had ever like, you know, given me any kind of direction. You know, mm-hmm. I just yeah. was basically left alone to do whatever I wanted to, and that was good enough. Right. And then right. now, I'm in college, and and it's like, yeah, I'm doing it all wrong. You know, yeah. I got to get this right. And so at the same time, when it's, you know, you're going through the process of trying to realize that you're not all that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the same time, you begin to, okay, yeah, I need to improve, I need to learn, and, and the only way that I can really do that is to actually listen and pay attention and, and, and uh, you know, absorb right. the information. You know? it's, it's like you had the raw talent, you just have to be curious. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. exactly. And that was like the make you or break you type moment. Exactly. Where you chose to, to actually and work on it. I, I... I saw a lot of kids that couldn't, they couldn't handle that. They yeah. couldn't go through with the, the criticisms, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think I was just, you know, probably stubborn just enough to, you know, get through and, and, and just to be rebellious enough to, yeah. okay, well, all right, you know. But uh, you have to have a mindset of, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I, I will take that into consideration and I will make it happen and, yeah. and it, you know you don't have to follow everything that everybody tells you but you do need to take it into consideration yeah being able to set your ego aside for a moment and exactly. be like okay let me listen to what they have to say because they do know what they're talking about and you hit the nail on the head it's ego you know yeah. a lot of the creative properties that we all have you know it's ego mm-hmm. you know nobody wants to be told they're doing something that you know especially in a creative environment mm-hmm. they don't want to be told any different so yeah but yeah, what's your um? So how do you find yourself getting into the comic industry from college? It was a long journey because um, I had been coming down to Atlanta and going all over, you know, the southeast mm-hmm. to various conventions. And basically, what I would do is I would put together a portfolio of my work. Yeah. And um, I was going to all these conventions, Dragon Con. Atlanta Comics Expo, there were several in uh, North Carolina um, and other places, and I would basically just bring my portfolio and find the the editors and the publishers and and go in and basically pull out my portfolio and say, you know, um, I'm interested in breaking into the field, Um, I want to take a look, and I also met with other artists, I, I met a lot of artists along the way. 
who were extremely helpful. Yeah. I mean, anytime you go to these conventions, um, they're always typically in a really good positive move and, and yeah. they want to tell you and they want to, you know, give you some trade secrets and, and, and they sincerely want to help, you know? Um, so it was always a, a positive thing going into whatever comic convention I could. Um, Dragon Con, as I mentioned, Atlanta Comics Expo, all those things. I think those two combined, it's now just Dragon Con now, but they merged together. And, okay. um, but, uh, always, you know, a fun time. And I learned, it's like, I listened to these guys and they had great, um, you know, um, advice for me, yeah. uh, what to work on. Um, everybody from like, uh, Richard Case was one, Brian Stelfreeze. I don't know if you guys um, are familiar with those guys. Boris Vallejo, you know, I would meet with those guys, and, and they would give me their, their insight. And, yeah. you know, that's basically how I improved. Did, that, did, you do drag, did you meet them on a yearly basis to bring new stuff? Every time you took their criticism and you came back like, all right, so what do you think about these now? Like, do you meet the, did you meet the same people every year or you meet di met different people? Yeah, or? I mean, it, de it depended on, you know, who the featured guests were that, that yeah. they, uh, they would invite. Um, Brian Stelfreeze was pro always there, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Boris was only there um, one time, but it was, that was a fascinating, mm -hmm. uh, critique. Okay. I, I, cool. I, are you familiar with Boris Vallejo? I'm not. He's okay. the realistic, uh, fantasy painter. Okay. You know, he's got a calendar that comes out every year. He oh, did cool. the Ozzy Osbourne, uh, okay. album cover. Oh, cool. Um, I need to look up his work. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, just an amazing painter. Well, the thing uh, he, he, he sort of took over Frank Frazetta's mantra. Okay. You know, if you're familiar for, with Frazetta's work. But um, um, I walked in there. I was scared. I was shaking. I, but, but I had to do it. I had to, like, pull myself together, go up to this man, and say, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Where am I in, yeah. in, in, in terms of our artistic development? And I thought he was going to hand me a new ass. I really <laughs> did. You know, seriously. <laughs> um, because I was expecting it. Yeah. And, but rather than that, he gave me just huge words of, of, of confidence and, and gave me a sincere direction. Like he gave me very specific direction. This is what you need to be doing. This is what I see. You have really good raw talent mm -hmm. and you can do this and you can do that. But here's where you need to work. And, and he just laid it out there, and I was like, wow. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. I had no idea. And coming from Boris, it was like, that was like, I, you know, there, there could be no better painter to get advice from. Yeah. That's awesome. What was, like, the one thing he said to you that you're, like, that kind of put you on the path to, like, want to keep doing it? Well, um, reference material was a huge thing, like, in terms of, like, I didn't really create from looking at photographs or visual, you know, cues or mm -hmm. things. I just drew from my own imagination, and so that was, that, that became a weakness, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so having reference material mm -hmm. to, um, to build upon is, is, is critical when you're, you know, wanting to be, yeah. you know, for other More, artists yeah. out there, like, what kind of reference material did you use to help you, you know, 
get kind of perspective and things like that. Like, say you have an idea, and you're like, I want him to be looking out a window. Like, did you go take or, a picture of yeah, someone right. out a window? Well, that was, you know, that was, that was part of his uh, challenge to me. It was like, you know, hey, you know, take your reference material, um, especially when it comes to, like, the human figure and, and, okay. and faces and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, get more than one, you know, angle or, or, or right. viewpoint. And, you know, basically from that, you can figure it out. Okay. So, okay. but it's always helpful to have something to draw from, mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing that at okay. the time. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> I was just guessing, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. The painting looked cool, but it wasn't, you know, absolutely correct. And, mm -hmm. and you know. Like getting the shadows and yeah, the angles exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So how'd you go about getting your first, like, uh, paid gig in the comic industry? Okay, well, that story is kind of in and of itself. I'd been going to okay. um, all these conventions mm -hmm. all along. Yeah. Um, and I distinctly remember, um, I finally sort of like, um, I think Don Daly was his name. He was an editor for Marvel Comics and I got to talking to him. I was actually at the time, that was probably my senior year in college. Okay. And, um, I pulled out my portfolio and showed it to him and I was highly influenced by, you know, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, his uh, Stray Toasters graphic novel, if you're familiar with that. I'm not. It sounds cool. It is, um, <laughs> it is a masterpiece in terms of uh, artistic range. Okay. You know, Sweet. he is all over the place, everything from just black and white pen and ink to, like, full-on, like, acrylic, mm -hmm. you know, um, airbrush, watercolor, air, you know, anything he could throw on the canvas, like, yeah. you know, he would – he would do and I was like wow that's just you know too rich for me to pass up and I got to <laughs> right. do that so right. I made that my you know sort of senior project ambition to okay. create a story where I could do something similar right. along those lines and and so I finally I took the work to the convention mm -hmm. Dragon Con or Atlanta Comics Expo I don't I can't remember what it was at the time but um, Don Daly sat down and started looking through my work with you know, some interest, mm -hmm. you know, um, and of course I'm there, you know, I'm, what's the next phase of my life? You know, right. I got to be thinking about after college, what am I going to do? That kind of thing. So it was, it was a good thing to, you know, approach these editors and say, you know, what do you think? You know, what's, what's happening here? And he was genuinely, you know, impressed with the work I'd created. Right. And so he passed on my name you know, through the ranks, and the next thing I knew, I got, I received a, a whole box in the mail from Carl Potts okay. at Marvel Comics, who was yeah. the, I think he was like, you know, one of the senior editing directors there at the time, okay. and it was a book on perspective, a book on, you know, anatomy, uh, another book on something, cool. so yeah. at that point, I realized, you know, that's a lot of interest that's being taken oh, yeah. in me. Right. So I kind of had the cue. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep at it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna keep driving. Yeah. At you know my goal because it's it's like there's a lot of people out there really trying to help. Right. And, yeah. And and yeah. and I definitely want to break in. So a couple of years later, um, this was uh, I had already graduated from college. 
and right out of graduation, I started working in television okay. in Bristol, Virginia slash Tennessee, because it's like literally right on the state street line. Okay. You know, I began working there uh, for about a year or so, and I was getting rejection letters, you know, left and right from, you know, uh, DC's Vertigo and, um, you know, Epic up at Marvel and, you know, but I was determined, you know, and, and then I, I went down to the comic shop right there on state street where I worked mm -hmm. and walked in and the guy gave me a flyer, you know, it was like a newspaper kind of thing. Um, you know, it was just a general comics information about what's going on, what's happening, like a promotional news yeah. newsletter or whatever. And I saw this advertisement um, for a convention up in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. It just kind of jumped out at me, you know. Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I should focus more on some of these, you know, offshoot publishers that right. aren't, you know, Marvel and DC yeah, because they seem to have the monopoly on mm -hmm. everything. And, and so I can get through the back door maybe, you oh, know, so, yeah. so, so I got a friend, I got a buddy of mine who was also interested in comics and, and, and we drove all the way from Tennessee to Detroit, Dearborn, Michigan actually was where it was located. And um, I had my portfolio, and I was, you know, very confident, probably overconfident, okay. you know, yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I just knew they were going to hire me on the spot. I just whip out my portfolio. Here I am, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I go up, and I'd done the research. And, you know, I knew the name of the guy, the publisher, and, and I knew, you know, I just had everything, like, together. So I walk up to him and I present him with my portfolio and he takes one look at it and says, yeah, we just do black and white. <laughs> <laughs> he was completely not interested in my work whatsoever and my heart just fell to the freaking floor oh and, and I was like, oh my God, I drove all this way for nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, as I leaned down and picked my heart back up off the floor, he finally mentioned you, you might want to check out innovation down at the end of the end of the row there you know they they got some color work going on so I'm like okay whatever you know I got nothing to lose I'm here let's you know let me go talk to another publisher and and I did and you know fortunately for me I used the airbrush you know as part of my technique and they had a book coming out called on a pale horse uh, it was a graphic novel adaptation of Piers Anthony's written novel. Mm -hmm. And the artist who had basically created the the artwork and the look for it also used an airbrush. So that airbrush connection, we began to talk about it. We be began to talk about techniques and, and, and all that stuff. And that sort of like was my way in and after yeah. you know after a few more sort of samples that I sent in they finally gave me the opportunity and suddenly they were you know sending me pages to work on and basically essentially I started out just painting in the backgrounds mm -hmm. you know um for this 
amazing and it's a beautiful book by the way and it was it was nobody else had ever done anything like it you know in terms of like you know airbrush or or whatever um so i was really living my dream at the time you know and i was working with brad gorby who had taken over and uh he was short sort of you know teaching me the ropes you know Mm -hmm. this is how you do this he actually even sent me a light box, you know, wow. in the mail. He he sent me, you know, sort of like this sort of handmade, you know, framework that, you know, had a uh, plastic cover over it that I could use for as a light box because you had to, you know, paint by looking through um, the light so you could right. see where to paint. So. Yeah. Is is the uh, airbrush technique like common in comics, or was that something just that they were doing differently? No, it is very rare. Okay. I was I was very unique, and that was probably my niche. That was probably the one thing yeah, that got me really in. Cool. You know, because n- yeah, nobody you get a else. a very different look using. I don't the know of anybody else that used it like we did. Now it's pretty common in a lot of mixed media you Mm -hmm. know to throw paint on with an airbrush but then you go in and embellish in different ways so that's really cool did you um did you continue like learn learning like new techniques with the airbrush after you worked on on the pill of horrors or did you like try to learn new techniques as you're working on that or how did that work oh yeah i have an entire book of painting techniques like i i I kept a, a log of nice. all that okay you know That's i really took cool. note as i would you know go and, and and discuss you know with other artists and things of that nature and and what i learned in school you know um after i finished up uh, on a pale horse mm-hmm. actually i was still working on it like we had already pushed out issue number two we were working on issue number three and they sent me you know um they said, hey, we got this thing coming out. It's called The Lawnmower Man, you nice. know, and it was uh, maybe you guys remember um, the I movie do. from years ago. I totally do. I uh, watched it. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Jeff Fahey. Um, uh, but the book, or, or I'm sorry, the movie was kind of created in Stephen King's name based on a short story, but the movie and the short story were really different, and as a result, I think there was a lawsuit involved, and that sort of like was a setback to The Lawnmower Man as a graphic novel. It was never released. It was never published. That kind of sucks because I think that would have pushed – the movie wasn't well received, if I remember correctly. Right. So that would probably would have pushed it in a good direction as far as like people seeing a different perspective of his idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's kind of bu- I'm kind of bummed out that we never got to see that. Because <laughs> yeah. as a kid, I watched the movie. Me too. Like you and know, it was some great work from uh, Stuart Eminem did the pencils. Rick Magyar was doing the inking, and you know the really cool thing at the time, like for me personally, was that um, those guys had been around. They they'd been doing comics for a while. Yeah. And um, word got back to me mm-hmm. through my uh, editor. Um, they said, you know. Those guys are really loving your color work, cool. you know. That's and it was airbrushed. Great it was, compliment. Yeah. And and to my knowledge, uh, I am unaware of anybody else who airbrushed a comic book, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think I was the only one doing it. Yeah. Um. I got. I, I would receive you know pages from time to time 
from other color artists, but they weren't using an airbrush. They were doing it in random different ways, you know. Right, yeah. Probably, I mean, you have to go back to the days of, like, you know, um, the Dark Knight Returns, you know, uh, when Frank Miller created that graphic novel. Such a great and, Such a great graphic and, novel. And, and Lynn, Var- oh Lynn Varley, you know, was doing the color work, which was, like, basically watercolor, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. underneath his uh, pen and ink. And mm. it was finally printed on, like, respectable paper. You know, it wasn't the newsprint that most of us are familiar with. It's, you know, sort of attached to, like, regular comics. It was, like, really good glossy paper. Mm-hmm. So that made quite a difference, and that was one of the reasons that, you know, um, graphic novels and comics in general began to take off and become more popular because they look nicer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah. the printing quality really does, you know, make a difference. Yeah, the quality of art definitely, like, affects how people receive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it looks kitty, they're going to be like, oh, this is a kid's look. But if it looks really good, like, wow, there's actually some nice backgrounds in there. Like, you yeah. worked on the backgrounds for the airbrush thing for On a Pale Horse. Like, that pulls people in. Because when I see a cover... And I know it's too, like, covers look really nice, and you open up the comic, it looks nothing like the cover, but that pulls you in because you want to look at it. I've noticed that even now, people have, like, a really artistic cover. That's why they pay the cover artists big bucks. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's what attracts people like me and other consumers to, like, whoa, look at that oh, cover. That, that looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're a cover artist, you've made it. You know, oh, really? Big time. Yeah, oh, wow. seriously. Yeah. Okay. I because thought the people who did the panels made, made the more money. Okay. The guy, the guy, the... the, the the image that you see when you walk through the store and you see that image and you go buy that book, that's what that's what sucks you in, the, yeah. the cover art. Yeah, because yeah. it does me every time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, while you were working on, on the Pillow Horse, then you, the Lawnmower Man thing happened, like, what were you doing as far as, like, because artists think, like, you can just make a living and you're good if you make the one book. Like, you're, you're doing other things for, like, to get by, right? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just, like, paying your bills. Like, we're just, like, Living the life on on a pillow horse and breaking in the dough. Oh yeah, no. Well, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that was the that was the the key sort of um, um, point in my life, mm-hmm. sort of like the crossroads where, you know, I had this amazing, you know, uh, creative job that right. I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I was doing as much as I could. But I was just a work-for-hire, page-rate artist. Okay. You know, I only got paid so much for per page. And it didn't matter how much paint I put on that page or, or how complicated it was yeah. or, or otherwise. It was, this is what you get paid for this one particular page, you right. know? Yeah. And yeah. so um, it really wasn't, you know, paying the bills, you know? Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I finally reached that point where, you know, I've got to sort of sit back and reevaluate um, because I need something that's going to give me a more, you know, lucrative career. Yeah, like a stable so, lifestyle. Yeah, um, exactly. So about that time, um, thereabouts, I discovered I had a friend give me a call, and suddenly they had at the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, they suddenly opened up a um, – graduate program okay. specifically for sequential art. Oh, cool. And okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> has your name all over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But plus, there was another factor, which was huge, and that was the graphic design 
industry completely changed overnight during the few years that I was working in comics. Okay. I went from T-squares and wax machines and paste-up <laughs> boards to all of a sudden, I need, you know, it was all about Photoshop and Illustrator and Cork Express, you know. Mm-hmm. And Can you give us like a, like a year or years, like what year that was that you realize like things are changing, like about, about what time? 1990 through 1992, okay. 93, like pretty early in that 90. range, I was also, you know, I was, like I told you, I'd, I'd kind of reached that crossing point mm-hmm. and, and was trying to get back into graphic design okay. as I was doing, you know, the freelance and the comics work, you know, I right. thought, you know, it'd be really cool if I could, you know, yeah. sort of burn the candle at both ends and, and sort of like have that creative luxury of the the stuff I really wanted to do plus, you know, like another job right, yeah. that's going to pay the bills. Of course. And, but as I was trying to get back into the workforce of right. graphic design, yeah. uh, nobody would touch me with a 10 foot pole <laughs> because I didn't know those programs. <laughs> right, yeah. I didn't have a computer. Okay. I didn't, you know, okay. so I was completely outdated mm-hmm. as I graduated school. Oh, geez. <laughs> So like at, at at that time, like you're in college, were you still working at the TV in the TV industry also, or did you leave that and had to? Um, you know, I did leave television to focus on the comics work. Okay. Um, okay. And there was another factor involved with that in terms of um, that was kind of probably the first real sort of. Um, financial breakdown that our country was going through mm-hmm. um at the time i think it was 1990 yeah somewhere around in there yeah, right. um 1990 1991 was kind of like our first sort of glimpse at some kind of recession happening yeah so um the television station decided to make some changes okay and one of those changes was you know they brought in a new gm and Basically, he was sort of like the appointed, you know, headhunter to like, you know, mm-hmm. chop the chop the numbers, you know. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of a lot of people lost their jobs, okay. and although I was still employed, mm-hmm. um, they radically changed my job description. Oh, whoa. Uh, rather than, you know, being an artist. Um, actually I was doing a lot of storyboarding for commercials and things of that nature because that was our bread and butter, but they decided, yeah, we don't need an artist anymore. We'll move Chris into production, you know, and he can come in at four o'clock in the morning and work on the, you know, the, you know, the early morning newscast, you know, and run teleprompter or camera or whatever we need. So, um, that was going on, and I basically, you know, gave them the finger and said I had I got something else going on, yeah, and yeah. and that's where I'm going. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, I would have done the same thing. That's rough, man. Especially when yeah. they don't forewarn you, and you're like, yeah, between a rock and a hard place because you want to keep your job, but you don't want to. Be, yeah. I mean, looking you know. back, I mean, you know, they at least kept me on. They didn't like, you know, just uh, cut me off like. Um, like like, like other people, yeah. I mean, other people just you know lost their jobs and, and yeah. had to go out and find something else. So, yeah, you know, and to put it in perspective, it's like you know they 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 did admire you know um, and have respect for me right. coming into work and yeah. doing whatever needed to be done. But uh, fortunately for me, I had this comics thing on the rise, mm-hmm. and and yeah. and I was all about that. That's so awesome. <laughs> it just 
you know, felt natural to make that transition. Comics save you again. Got yeah. Spidey powers yeah. Back. Comics, <laughs> comics saves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true, man. You get a lot from reading and superheroes. Yeah. Um, okay. So take us from like, um, lawnmower man, not working out, unfortunately, which would have been really cool to see, but, um, yeah. to that from like how you decide to, to get to where you kind of are and not at this point, but closer to like how you are, you know, you're working in TV, you're doing marketing, stuff like that. Like, how'd you, find your way doing that from from lawnmower man and working in the comic book industry well that was easy i mean you know going from the lawnmower man which you know we finished the book it was ready to be delivered or distributed um it just got held up in like legal issues you know but um that was over and done and finished um on a pale horse was still sort of like going on but i there were there were some things going on that i'm not really aware of just you know, some strange things happening and mm-hmm. innovation, they didn't last, you know, oh, they didn't make it through, you know, yeah. um, the, I, I guess the thing to sort of like really understand is that back then the late eighties, the early through the early nineties, um, graphic novels were becoming a thing, you know, right. and they were becoming mm-hmm. like really popular. Mm-hmm. But it was expensive to do. It was right. expensive to print. And Innovation was one of those companies, you know, they took that risk. You know, okay. um, they put it out there, you know, and they had investors and, you know, people they had to answer to. Right. And But the cost of color printing, you know, is, is you know, extremely high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if people aren't buying, you know, books, then, you know, you're going to have to suffer. So right. I think there was a lot of you know, economic tension and, and things right. of that nature. And in the meantime, you know, I was looking for something more lucrative myself. So it was just sort of like a falling out. And then I went back to school and, you know, the Savannah College of Art and Design in the sequential art program. Mm-hmm. And those were two wonderful years. Like I learned so much, you know, um, not only comics, mm-hmm. um, illustration like my illustrations radically improved nice. um cool. and i also utilized every elective that i could afford right yeah uh to get into learning about computers and the various programs that right. were needed yeah smart photoshop yeah. was one mm-hmm. um and that gave me you know the tools that i needed to once again, sort of follow my path. That's great. That's actually, like, I was going to ask you as far as, like, um, getting into the programs. Was that, was that, like, a weird learning curve for you at that point since you weren't really familiar? Or the college kind of made it straightforward and you kind of took off? Um, I wouldn't say it's a learning curve. I mean, I was highly interested, and I knew I needed to learn it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and once I got into it, once you delve into it, it's like, wow, you know, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. You know, on another level, it's kind of deconstructive. You know, it's it, it it's although you're basically I'm 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 pointing and clicking all right. day long now. Yeah. You know, right. whereas before, you know, I was actually physically painting. You know, onto right. a canvas. So, yeah. um, the thing is, is that computers have kind of taken a lot of the you know sweat and blood and tears like out of the process. You know, it's 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 uh you know, more manufactured today, you know, but uh, yeah. in terms of, like, really being 
you know, physically creative, but uh, yeah, it's still in the end, it's the same result. So okay. I mean, I don't I'm know how. Ask you that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know okay. how you weigh the differences. You know, it's like I can do, I can do a lot more in a shorter amount of time than I ever could before. You know, right. so. Yeah. Do you miss, like, doing the airbrush, or do you still do it sometimes? I do. I miss it a lot, and I wish I had more time to, you know, just sit down and 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 just, you know, go through that process just to keep just yeah. to keep with it. And, and I do, you know, I do sit down and, and force myself to illustrate, you know, on yeah. occasion, but it's just, it's never, you, you just never have enough time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to fit stuff in. I feel like... Being artistic is kind of therapeutic sometimes, just like actually, you know, getting into it. Mm-hmm. I think that's where my struggle is, is going, you know, with going into like the more digital stuff. I'm like, but I want to draw on the piece of paper. <laughs> like, it's just more that feeling for me, um, yeah. you know, being able to express yourself in that way. So yeah, I'm right making there that transition, you. I think, is can be difficult. I think a lot of what I do is I will sit down and draw, physically draw, mm-hmm. like pencil something and, and even ink if, if necessary, and then I'll scan that in, and, mm-hmm. then, and then I'll play around with the colors on, you know, in, in Photoshop or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, so, and, you know, a lot of my process, like, you know, is, is creative, even though it's on the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still basically you're making shapes, you know, creating forms, um, I work a lot in, you know, 3D, so um, it's all about building, modeling, animation, you know, it's all relevant, yeah. you know, it's all part of the same creative process. What's your, like, which process, or, I guess, um, I can't think of my words, do you like the most, like, what do you enjoy working in the most when it comes to creating art or different things? Like your medium, I guess. Gosh, I don't know. You know, it's like uh, I love everything, really. There's there's no part of the process that, you know, I really, you know, oh, I, you know, I can't wait to, you know, move on or whatever. But, it's, like, if you could only choose one. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy modeling. Like, it, are, are we talking computers in specific or, 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 or illustration? Because they're two vastly different things. <laughs> Fine, you can choose one from each. <laughs> so, like, you enjoy being like Zoolander and modeling yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, building, building, uh, building a structure. For example, yeah. uh, maybe a more visual thing to present is um, we got to do a spoof on Star Wars a few years ago. Um, for work, and I got to sit down and create. I basically modeled and created the Millennium Falcon. Cool, you know. And yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is Star Wars! I'm doing the Millennium Falcon!" Woo! You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was just so fun, and I really, really enjoyed. Like I made it, Ma. I'm you know, it, it was it, it, it was a labor of love. You know, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. um, just doing something that's on on that kind of interest level mm-hmm. that just you know. Yeah, so yeah, that that in in terms of like um, computers and and that type of thing. Now, when it comes to actually physically painting and things of that nature, it's 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 definitely you know once I've got the drawing down and I've transferred that to the board, mm-hmm. 
now I can just, you know, put my kid pants on, turn up the radio, you know, play the music as loud as I want, and I'm ready to paint, you know. It's like uh, that's, that's – That's like when you're really, like, in your element. The, yeah, that's so, it. So a side question, what's on your uh, painter's playlist like right now? Like what do you listen to? Like what's, what bands? What or, music Yeah, I listen to? curiosity, yeah. Oh, I, you know, I, I do have a range, but okay. I typically go back to the hair bands of the 80s. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Night Ranger, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, I saw your post earlier yeah. on Facebook. Oh, yeah, Night Ranger, uh, Rush, Kiss, you oh, know, those all, all those bands yeah. from back in the 80s that they just bring it all out, you know. Yeah, it's, music definitely helps. Have you listened to the Struts? They're a, new, they're a newer band. But I, is that, Struts? Is that the name of the Struts? Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, like they're – You'll have to hook me up. I feel like they're a, bringing, like, glam rock. Back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Okay. Like, but I gotta check them out. Like, yeah, they're, they're they're really good. I like yeah. them. Out. But yeah, I'll definitely send you like a you know like a link or whatever. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the eighties were just you know amazing in so many ways. Like not only comics, but you know rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. uh, the whole music, MTV, and yeah. everything else. It's yeah. like yeah, it's it's no wonder we all want to go back to the eighties. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you like feel weird seeing like people try to emulate that these days when they're not from the I mean, generation, or, or do you feel like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, my thing is still cool. Like, you guys are, are really still digging this. Like, how do yeah, you feel about I, that now? I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm not part of, I don't see a lot okay. anymore. You know, it's yeah. like uh, I've just learned to, like, you know, turn it all off. And, and so I don't, I, I'm not aware of, like, you could probably talk about any show on TV now, and I, I, I won't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. You know, it's yeah. like, what what is that, you know? Right, right. Um, it's only when something, like, really reaches sort of a a level of magnitude mm-hmm. that yeah. I start to investigate. Like kind of. the Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like Great people show. like they couldn't shut up about it and I'm like, okay, well I guess I need to like figure out what this is all about. And, and you like it, right? <laughs> oh I love it. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. I live for that. She's been dragging her feet. Oh my that, gosh. Man. You are missing you are oh. I told her she watched one episode Way and didn't watch the bus. <laughs> It Jeez. is it is highly addictive, yeah, so and good. and I can tell you this: everybody that I've had a conversation with in life, when I tell them about the Game of Thrones, they're like, ah, and and they haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. and they're just ah, no, blah 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 blah. You know, it's like, just watch. Yeah, you watch, and then you'll be coming to me next week, and that's exactly what they do. They're like, oh my god, I got to get season two now. <laughs> yeah, give it like three episodes. You're like. Whoa. It is so addictive. Yeah, that's so good. It is an amazing show in in, in basically every shape, form, and fashion. Mm -hmm. Everything from the writing to, you know, um, the acting, you know, everything in between. It is is so impressive. Yeah, super good. All right, all right. Check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so as far as, like, going back to the airbrush thing, do you see that as still being consistent in the industry now, or do you – like the style of it, you know? Do you see that as I don't know. Like I'm 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 so style? far removed okay. from like illustration and, and these and days. And by choice or you just don't have time for it anymore? Um probably a little bit of both, okay. you know. It's like it's it's not that I yeah, you know, I would love to have a an illustration gig, you know, yeah. come along and you right. know uh, and actually I do from time to time. Cool. I just um you know, it's just it's it's not that relevant. You know, it's 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 yeah. not that you know it's it's just once in a blue moon, really, to be right. honest with you. But uh, I I do still, you know, generate and create illustrations. Yeah, that's awesome. I was gonna ask you if you um, 
like go to conventions now as far as like our local convention is Dragon Con, which is huge. People coming from like out of the country to come to Dragon Con is that big. Yeah. Like there's like artists that have their art displayed and you know, they get some sales and stuff like that. Would you consider doing that as an artist now in your career or, or your life? To like put some of your work out there, some originals, some stuff that you might have been a fan of, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think my um, my sort of benchmark or, or, or my um, sort of uh, creative bucket list is is really, you know, it takes on a different persona. Like, I'm, I'm not about, like, okay, I'm going to create an illustration and go down here and, like, sell prints or whatever. It's like I, I'm not really interested in that so much okay. as – as much as you know, hey, I have a story right. that that I want to tell, and um, so I'm 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 doing a lot of writing these days. Cool. And sometimes, you know, I, I I do have images that go along with those books, and 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 I do have things in the works where, yeah, I, eventually I'm going to have to sit down and force myself to paint because I want to do this graphic novel, and I got these ideas, mm-hmm. and I've got the thing written, and it's ready to go. I just need to find time to do it, you know. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest thing sometimes is just cutting away that time to be able to focus on all the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I and mean, you got to make sure you keep doing it so you don't lose it, too. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz yeah. you know, one day you'll have the time and then you'll be like, "Crap." Yeah. <laughs> I suck now. <laughs> so like, what's your like what's what's your next endeavor the the book to get the graphic novel out or you're still you have a few things you want to... I, oh, I've got a million things that I could be working <laughs> on right now, I, seriously. And, th- and they're all in various forms and, and different phases. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's just a whole list of items, like whether, you know, it's a, it's a story I've written mm-hmm. or a story that needs developing or I need to create artwork for or something else. It's like a... I mentioned, you know, the cookbook that I generated yeah. and created, yeah, like, not, right. you know, just a couple of years ago. It's like that took a lot of time and in work and right. effort. What inspired you to create a cookbook? The story's there. Go to my website, read it, <laughs> okay. you know, you'll understand. It was basically I found myself real quick. I found myself out of college on my own, and I realized, you know, I'm 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 probably going to be a starving artist un, 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 unless I learn how to cook, you know. And I I had I you know I'd grown up on home cooked meals and yeah. cafeteria meal plans and things of that nature. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta I gotta learn how to cook. I gotta learn how to, you know, exist for myself, you know. Yeah. So it was uh and and, you know, throughout the years I I, I began to understand. And it's like you know, hey, this is this is almost this is like a creative process within itself, you know. Yeah. And I just learned to, I just found joy, and it was very relaxing just to sit down, you know, like, and cook a meal, you know. So, um, and it was. And the payoff is, like, great if you do it right. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like instant gratification if it's delicious. Yeah, and, you know, from time to time, as you well know, Claudius, uh, I bring in something, you know, yeah. for our get-togethers, our yeah, yeah. department meetings, yeah. so to speak, you know. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's always a joy. Yeah. It's always a good feeling when people actually enjoy what you make too. Yeah. As far as like, I mean, comics and cooking and things like that. Yeah. People like what you So make. I, I do enjoy cooking. It's, you know, part of the, 
thing, but that you know that's just one of the many things on my creative bucket list. Yeah, you know, which is cool. I think that's awesome. So you have different, yeah. you know, you have different passions. It's really awesome. And food yeah. is a great one, man. Anyway, um, so like as far as like artists now in in now time, do you think higher education is still beneficial, like a master's degree? from SCAD or you think these indie artists can actually I think it's beneficial but it's not necessary okay if that makes any sense yeah yeah, I mean well here's the thing uh Dave Sim are you familiar with him Uh, I think he created like Cerebus the aardvark no you're like honestly you're giving me a lesson with almost everything you say right now I have to look up all these names check out Cerebus the aardvark you know Dave Sim came to he was invited to SCAD to come in and do a, you know, a spiel, a presentation, if you yeah. will, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of encourage all the students. Right. And he basically walks in the door and says, yeah, you don't need an education. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, really? They paid him to come in Holy the door crap. and say that? I'm like, Snaps. whoa. You know, so, you know, but, you know, nothing against him. I mean, no, he's, he's speaking his mind, you yeah. know. Yeah. He's, but uh, that's his point of view, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But, um I'm like, you know, you can never learn too much. You right. know, it's like it, yeah. it's always beneficial if you apply yourself. Right. And That's But true. you don't necessarily have to go back to school right. like I did. Yeah. yeah. And now owe oh, the government all the money from student loans. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, you know, it, it just depends on how you approach it. Yeah. Um, I was definitely committed to – learning as much as I could and Mm -hmm. just becoming just the sponge that just absorbed Mm -hmm. everything I possibly could. Uh, Will Eisner was there uh, giving a demo, which was like an amazing thing to witness. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Will Eisner, but check out the spirit. (laughs) Like he even like, he, he basically created, you know, comics in in in, in today's sort of modern fashion in terms of like you know um did you mean like the spirit that they made the movie off of yes oh yeah Yeah. well that's why i'm familiar with it because of the movie but i'm not getting the right version of it obviously yeah check the comics out no will was like he was he was the original master of you know sequential art Mm -hmm. as panel to panel you know um, that's so cool and design and, and and leading the viewer, you know, the reader, you know, across the page. That's like, so awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, he is basically, you know, you, you can look at people like Frank Miller, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, who is your inspiration, Frank? And, right. and he'll tell you right up front, you know, oh, yeah. wow, Will Eisner. Right. No doubt. Yeah, that's so cool. What? So, like, as far as, like, um, being someone who's been in the industry, and, you know, you're so far along, like, do you have any advice for – younger people trying to break in or just trying to make a career out of this thing. I, yeah, I can sum artist. all that up in one word, persistence. You just got to keep at it. That's yeah. what I did. That's, you know, there's, there's just no two ways about it. Um, it's, it, if it happens too fast and, and too easy that you're probably not doing the right thing. Yeah. You, know, you got to work at it. Right. And, but be persistent and, you know, never let somebody, you know, dwindle your dream never let allow yourself to you know be anything other than what you want to be right of course yeah yeah um before we hit you with these quick fire questions you'd like to ask all of our guests is there anything else that you want to talk about or mention or any fun stories you want to share i don't know uh we've covered a lot yeah um, <laughs> this has been really fun thank I think, you again you know, 
I don't have many notes here, but uh, I think we're good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Anything so, you want to ask me? Yeah, I want to ask you to tell people where they can find your work. And if you're on social media, if you have an Instagram or anything like that, or you plan on having um, one, they can check you out. I do have a website, um, Graphic Asylum Web. Okay. No W's. For some reason, the W's don't take you there. But just Graphic Asylum Web, nice. and you can find a lot of the stuff that I do, the creative portions. You'll see a lot of television stuff. You'll find my cookbook. Uh, there's a few novels on there as well. So um, it's just my creative playground that I like to exhibit. Is the cookbook a digital book, or can they purchase it from that website? How's that work? Exactly? You can't. No, it's not for sale. Oh, not it's for just, sale. You okay. can just you, you can download it That's if really you cool. want. You know. Okay. So yeah, it's out there. So nice. uh, help yourselves. Cook cook a meal and and let me know how it turned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, since it's not for sale, that's that was a real passion project for you to yeah. go through yeah. all that work and just yeah. give it away. Like Actually, that. it was kind of you know the 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 real intention was you know more of a portfolio piece you okay know, it's like you know yeah i can do all kinds of designs and one thing or another mm -hmm. but this was specifically hey this is a design for a specific purpose right it's a cookbook and you know who knows it may come in handy down the road yeah you know? is there anything you want to publish and try to get out there to get some revenue back or you're just doing Art because you, I mean, you know, you I'm love just it, doing it basically on a creative level. Okay, you know, I would love Definitely to be, that. I would love to be published in in some shape, form, or fashion. Right. But, uh, yeah. You know, well, I'll I'll cross that bridge when I need to. I I have a tendency to sort of like be more focused on the creative side of things okay. and and less the business side. So got it. That but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe you can like marry the two. Yeah. Successfully on one project. <laughs> exactly. Soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're going to ask you some, like, random questions. The right, first I, answer that pops in your head. I got a few for you as well. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Oh, jeez. Okay. I guess we can do, like, a roundabout. All right. You go first. All right. Favorite spot to eat in Atlanta? Oh. I knew you were going to bring that up. You know, <laughs> I love to. to cook, so it, it, it is actually very rare that, I, that I eat out. But, but if you um, do, where would you go? If I do, a okay. um, couple places. One of them uh, – there used to be this place called Chow Baby. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar, I'm there used familiar. to be one like where where was it down on? Um, I'm like not familiar. Of, with uh, you probably know where I do. There's there's one in Buckhead and another maybe up in Alpharetta, but there used to be one just down on. What's the name? Is of that it street? the Cumberland or something like that? I don't know. Okay. But, uh, it used to be close close by, but they yeah. they moved or okay. something. But Chow Baby okay. would be one. Uh, Figo Pasta was another one that I used to frequent you know, from time to time. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so those gave you two. Okay, cool. Um, what would be your like dream destination for a vacation? Uh, like out of the country or? Whatever your dream is. You know, I've always had a passion for like I always wanted to see Italy, probably more specifically probably Venice. Maybe, yeah. You know, I don't know the rhyme or reason to it but mm -hmm. it just always sounds like a very cool place to go yeah i'd like to go over to like england and and um just all those areas where they have all the like old sh like buildings with the art you know the architecture and see all the different like yeah. museums and stuff do you know stan lee's full name oh god no <laughs> it's we talked about this before oh yeah but i don't remember what it was Here's here's the thing. I think Jay, I think you told me the great name. thing about Stanley, like 
when he came, he was before it was Marvel Comics. It was Timely Comics. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, he basically saved Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. You know, he came out. Know that story. He came up with like the Fantastic Four, and that became popular, and that kind of saved them. You know, and he was really just in that time in his life, from what I understand, where he was just passing through comics you know he was going to go on and become like a writer a famous writer of novels and things of that nature Mm -hmm. but he was just doing comics in the meantime so he was having a lot of fun so he changed his name basically to stan lee but his full name is stanley martin lieber Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right yeah yeah, because Stanley's like his pen name, if you want to yeah. call him that or something. Yeah. So it's just one of those indications that, you know, hey, maybe sometimes, you know, what you envision for yourself, you know, um, doesn't always work out. But maybe plan B is actually where you, yeah. you know, may be more well-received and respected. Yeah. And it's true. He's definitely yeah. like, in my mind, it's like, wow, who would not want to be Stan Lee? Right, right. yeah. You know? Sometimes it's just being in the right places at the right time. Yeah. And, and being able to, and being being confident enough to yeah. put your creation out there and see what people think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. artists definitely have a hesitation, and I respect that. But sometimes I'll just put balls to the wall, man. Put it out there. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Absolutely. See, see what the hell happens, yeah. All right, Um, my last question. All right, favorite, your favorite invention in the last, like, ten years? Something I've invented or some, some kind some, of... Something that you use a lot now that you didn't realize you'd use a lot. I don't like, know. You know, like I th- this has changed my life. I, 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 I think the iPhone has, like, you know, or, or you know, smartphones in general okay. have, like, really um, had a deep impact on, you know, because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. I wouldn't know how to get to work. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag. I wouldn't know how to get anywhere. Like seriously, like uh, before that, I don't know what I did before that. I think you know I'd like print print out like a a Google map. Yeah, Yeah, something something like that. But you'd have you'd have to print it out. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's like you know, turn left, go here. Yeah. Ten so, more feet, and you can. Yeah. <laughs> and right, you've exactly. arrived. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I had to actually like go off of a map, yeah. like to yeah. get somewhere. It's frustrating. All I'd right. be gone. What is your favorite go-to snack? That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I like that. Um, I actually create them myself. Uh, I call them doodads, and it's basically a trail mix. You know, it's got pretzels, peanuts. You know, mm-hmm. um, little. You know, cheese nips or whatever. You know, it's just a variety, it's like a trail mix. Yeah. You know? So, uh, doodads is probably, you know, my go-to are comfort do- food. Are these doodads for sale, Chris? Because that sounds really good. That I'll, like, bring, I'll bring you some. That, that, that sounds like everything I like in one mix. It's delicious cheese and chocolate and stuff, pretzels. It's in my cookbook. Oh, so. nice. Okay, Check, check it out on yeah. the website, GraphicAsylumWeb. Then go check out this dot com. Yeah. All right. You get last go, and then Jamie gets the fun. Gosh, I'm out of questions, but you guys have been great. Yeah. Know? Thank you so you much know? for being on our podcast, man. This is like, I didn't even feel the time. We've been here for an hour, maybe over an hour actually. Hour. Oh 14. wow. 
It and flew by. We're just, we're just it literally out. flew by. Yeah. If you want to be on any time, any other yeah. time, like there's a lot more I want to ask you. I just know we have, yeah. we all have stuff to go do, and we yeah. said it'd just be like an hour. But please come back anytime. Yeah. Like, we talk well, about comics all the time. I'll we tell talk you about what. Movies. I would love to. Uh, do you still have the key for the handcuffs? Because I, you got, you got to let me. <laughs> well, let me I go have now. one more question before we can do that. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, Jamie had those. But I don't know if you do. Yeah, you can't get out until I ask you this last question. All right. And this is something we ask all of our I guests. I need help, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the final question. Can unicorns fly? Why or why not? They can fly. But God damn it. Only, only, <laughs> only if they have magic powers. What gives them magic powers? <laughs> I don't know. Therein lies the issue. I say unicorn is magical across the across the board, so I say they fly. <laughs> yeah, they're magical creatures. Well, I guess so. you get that point. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Thanks, Chris. That actually evens us up now a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, man. This has been fun. Um, it's we'll, been great. We'll, we'll let you out now. All right. Here's your keys. I think. <laughs> It's free. <laughs> like, I say you should make an Instagram for your stuff. Dude. Yeah. Like, for real, for real. That's my suggestion to you. Please. You'll have to show me the ropes. Yeah, I'd love to. please do it. Because you All have right. a lot of great work. And nice. I'm going to share cool. shit out of the stuff I took pictures right. of. So Nice. And I'll tag you. Make an Instagram so I can tag you. And people will go see your okay. stuff. Yeah, because yeah, right. we'll it's a great place to share your I'm art. I mean, and, yeah. and you have an iPhone. Just download the app. Make a little account. Sweet. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you got me hooked on, what was it, SoundCloud or something like that? Yeah, SoundCloud like, and Apple Podcasts, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm, man. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm an old geezer, but I'm still learning. Dude, obviously, <laughs> it's not, being an old geezer is not the bad thing, because I'm like, so who's that now? And he did what book? What? I need to go uh, look yeah. that up. Well, yeah. Nah, yeah. So, dude, it's, it's, it's cool talking to you, because you have so much, like, experience and things to yeah, share. Thanks, so. Chris. And we have really more to talk about, obviously. Well, so. thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. So come yeah. back anytime. Um, I know you're a busy man, but hey, if you want to make some time to be on our podcast, we'd love to have yeah. you back. So. All right. I'm yeah. a filler anytime you yeah. need. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well, thank you guys for I'm tuning I'm right here. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Chris, for being here. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. It's been Bye. a pleasure. Bye-bye.